Okay, today's let's get into Parshas Vayikra, Tavshinai and Gimel. Uh, but some scheduling note next week, next Tuesday night, a week or a day earlier, next Tuesday night will be the Haggadah Shir. So there will not be a Shir on Parshat Sav, uh, but it will be the Haggadah Shir. And then Beth Hashem, we will pick up after Yantif with uh, Parshash Shmini. Parshash Shmini. But again, next week there won't be Tzav, but there will be the Haggadah Shir. And somebody emailed me, the past Haggadah Shir were either on the OU website from the past couple of years, and the previous ones are either on the YU Torah website or on CBEY, C-B-E-Y.org. Either of those websites have the past years of Shiram of the Haggadah, but this year's will be next Tuesday night. Okay, let us get into Pashas Vayikra. Though it seems dry, one might say, oh, Vayikra, we have to make sure we remember that, first of all, the whole second half of Vayikra has nothing to do with the Kohanim. It has to do with just as much, just as many mitzvos having to do with Yisraelim as it does with Kohanim. And number two, every Parsha has to do with every Jew. So we have to do what we can to relate it to us. And Beth Hashem, we will start that right now in the beginning of Parsha's Vayikra. So Vayikra al-Moshe, Hashem calls to Moshe. Hashem calls to Moshe. We remember the end of the previous Parsha, Vayakab Kudai, that the Mishkan was built. And there was Hashras Hashchin and the cloud came down. The Medrash at the beginning of our Parsha, summarized by Vakarasal Hashabbos Oneg in source number one, tells us something very important. The Medrash Chazal Darshan. Mashal Lamelech Shetziva Laavdo Banei Li Armona What's the mashal of the, of the, at the beginning of the parsha that Hashem calls to Moshe? Mashal to a king that told his servant, build me a beautiful palace. Build me an armon. Bana ha'evet armon mefuar. So the evet builds a beautiful palace. V'yalkol davar v'davar shahaya boneh. On every part of the palace, on every raw material, on every brick, every piece of lumber, every screw that he uses, he puts the name of the king. The name of the king he writes, he engraves on every instrument, every item that is used. The doors, the windows, everything. Wherever you look, it's the name of the king. When the palace was finished, the king went in to, to admire the palace and he sees that on every little item the worker had written his name. And the king says, this is unbelievable. What, what dedication, what focus. And the king says, I'm going to be in here and this unbelievable worker servant is going to remain outside? No, 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 no. He's got to come in here with me. He can't stay on the outside. This is gorgeous. And it's because of him I want him in with me. Call him in. So too says the Medrash. We spent all of Sefer Shmos, Sefer Hagu'ula, going from the depths of Mitzrayim all the way to the goal. What was the goal? The almost goal? Not into Eretz Yisrael yet, but the goal of Hashras Hashchina by the, in the Mishkan. So that was the goal. But finally, after Bnei Yisrael focused and did every, f- fulfilled every detail, and not literally, but wrote God's name on every spoon and every board and every curtain, what does that mean? They wrote their name. There was a lishma element. They had such perfect kavana. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "No, no, Moshe, you got to come in with me." Vayikra el Moshe. 
Hashem calls to Moshe and says, you as a representative of the entire Am Yisrael, you have to come in here with me, you have to be close to me, because I see every detail was labeled with my name. And again, we are each building a Mishkan in our own lives. Right? Our lives are of Asuli Mikdash Veshachanti Pesocham. And we have to try to label as many details of our life with a L'Shem Hashem on it. Obviously the mitzvot, but throughout our lives, whatever we're involved in, there should be a stamp of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on every action, every thought that we have, and in that way we will fulfill exactly what Am Yisrael did with Va'asuli Mikdash V'Shachati V'Soch. Okay, a couple of other introductory notes to the entire Sefer. But first, we will go to an amazing drasha of Rabbi Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer. It's been a couple of weeks since we have learned his from his Sefer, so Baruch Hashem, we're back. Again, the last Rav in Krakow, Rabbi Yosef Nechemia. A classic darshan, and we'll see how, how this is a classic drasha. He writes that it was said, right, Vayikra Ula Bris Mila. could also be used at a bris. There's one line at a bris that this connects to. Okay. Says the... If you look at Rashi on the first Pasuk, there's a lot of Rashi, but all the way at the end. Hashem says to Moshe, So all the way at the end of the, the last Rashi on the Pasuk, Rashi says, what is Lamar? Speak to them, Give them words of rebuke. Divrei kivushin. Bishvilchem unidbarimi. Because of you, Jewish people, that's why Hashem talks to me. Shekei Matzinu, because after all we know, Shekolam and Chashana, Shaho Yisrael Bamidbar, Kiminudim, all 38 years that Bnei Yisrael were wandering <coughs> in the desert as excommunicates of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Min HaMaraglam Ve'elach, Lonis Yachid, Adibur, Moshe. Hashem didn't speak to Moshe all those years. How did they know when to move? When the cloud moved. That was it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu only speaks to his Nevi'im for the good and L'tova Saklau. Moshe says Hashem didn't speak to me for 38 years. Beginning of the Dvarim. After all died, who was supposed to die in the Midbar, then, So says Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe to tell Am Yisrael that everything is because of you. Hashem only speaks to me. I've only gained status because of you. That's the rush. Simple question. Divrei kivushin, rebuke, musr, is usually you're doing something wrong. You have this to work on. What kind of divrei kivushin are here? Right? It sounds like a compliment. Hashem loves you and I'm only spoken to because Hashem you know, is interested that I am your leader. So question number one is, where are the divrei kivushin that are discussed in the part in the Psukim or in Rashi. Number one. Question number two. How is this Pasik? This is a this is an introduction to the entire Sefer, but if we look specifically, it's right before it's introducing the first carbon on our list, the carbon Ola. And the question is, how is this or is this? Can we connect this Rashi and the Divrei Kivushin to the Karban Ola? As is listed in the parsha, we have Ola and Mincha and Shlamim, the Chulu and Chatos, all the different types of Chatos and Asham. As we go through the parsha, the five Prakim in the parsha. Is there any connection between this Pasik, the Divrei Kivushin and the Ola? What does one bring an Ola for? An Ola is voluntary. 
But Chazal also say, Ola is brought for Hirhure Halev. Thoughts that need some chizik. Hirhure Halev. That's what at least one Chazal mentions. Also for, right, Bittal Aseiz. There's another Chazal that says you bring an Ola for, but also for Hirhure Halev. So number one, what is the Divrei Kivushin? Number two, how is this an introduction to carbon Ola? So says of Yosef Nechemia, after asking those questions, let's read on line seven. This is a needed introduction to the carbon ola. And by way of introduction, let me explain <coughs> the medrash in Parshas Balak. The Pasuk says, right, Bilam says, Hashem does not see any sin. Lohibit oven biyaakov. Says the Medrash in the Yalkut. Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu mistakel ba'averot shebiyadam, ela b'mitzvot shebiyadam. Hashem does not view, Hashem does not focus on the averos in their hands, only on the mitzvot in their hands. What's the Medrash trying to tell us? Hashem doesn't look at our averos? He just says, don't worry about them. Kodesh Baruch looks at our Averos. So what does it mean? He looks at our mitzvahs. He doesn't look at our Averos. And also, if you could add this to the pile of questions, what's the message of biyadam? It's like something being emphasized here. He doesn't look at the Averos in their hands, but only in the mitzvahs in their hands. And again, v'tzorich biyur. V'alok far katuv. It already says, Hashem does not show favoritism. Hashem is the ultimate injustice. What exactly is meant here? So here's the beginning of the secret. Amnam nearly line 14. Apimash Amr Chazal, what Chazal say in Mesechus Kiddushin. Machshava ra'a, ein hakadosh baruchu mitzarfa If somebody has a thought to want to do an Avera, and I really wanted to, but you know what, something happened. I was going on my way to do an Avera and the car broke down. I didn't get to do the Avera. Hashem doesn't count it as if I did the Avera. No, it doesn't count. It was only a machshava. It wasn't a Maisa. And yet, machshava tova, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mitzar for the Maisa. But a good machshava, if I wanted to go do a mitzvah and something happened, I couldn't do it, I get the credit for it, says the Gemara. Why is that fair? How does that work? The Gemara says, According to the simple understanding, Lomar, what do you mean mitzarfa lamaisa? Hashem, what maisa are you being mitzarif to? You didn't do the action. Mitzarfa means to combine it. A machshava ra, Hashem does not combine to an action. No, it should say he doesn't consider it an action. What do you mean machshava tova? He's mitzarif to a maisa. What's the lashon mitzarfa? Here we go. Ulam nirevada line twenty one. We're keeping in mind where we are. We asked a couple of introductory questions, but now we're in the thick of it. Right? We have a medrash. We're trying to understand what does it mean, Avera Shebiyadam, Mitzvah Shebiyadam, and what does it mean, Hashem is Mitzarif, a Mitzvah to a Maisa, but not an Avera. Ulam Nirevadeh. Now we're going to have some answers. Kol Maisa Asher Yasa Ha'adam Ein Toba Orachalila. Any action that a human being does, Kol She'asabli Kavana Hudavar Bilti Shalem. If we ever do anything without thinking, then that action is incomplete. Kiguf Balinashama. Hakarish Baraka created us as physical beings with intellect and with a soul. 
So if we would ever act in a way without thinking, that action is an incomplete action. Hashem shouldn't consider it at all, because it's incomplete. And and the opposite too. If I just have a thought, a good thought, a bad thought, as a human being, I'm made up of a body and a soul. If I, if only my body does something, if only my soul does something, it shouldn't be considered by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It's incomplete. It's only a ma'ase. It's only a machshava. V'kiven shalada murkaf miguf uneshama hayom eharaoi. I'm at the bottom now. Shlolis takal klal rak v'hapeulos hayotzos b'vein shnei chalke chayav. If you think about it, Hakadosh Baruch Hu should only give us credit or hold us accountable for full, complete. Actions with Kavana. Because one without the other is not fulfilling what I could do. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't do that. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, instead, he counts it, he counts it uh, otherwise. So if you look at the next column, and this is why at a bris milah, we want this baby to fulfill and reach perfection in all of his actions and thoughts. So what do we wish him? Second line, one of the harachamans. We give a harachaman in benching to the moel and to the, to the baby and to, to everybody, the, right, Elio Anavi. So what do we wish the baby? That his hands and his heart are lekele What's the emphasis? Because that's what, potentially, that's what human beings are about. It's about hearts and about actions. Hainu. His achdus hamachshava imamaisa. Haleva yad shneim yum kudashim l'shamayim. It's about both. Amnam. But what does the Kaddish Baruch Hu do? Really, says of Yosef Nechemia, only actions with kavanah should be counted. But Hashem says, you know what? I'm going to be mezaveg zivugin. I'm going to make shiduchim. What kind of shiduchim? You had a good machshava that you never brought to fruition. You had a good maisa that you didn't have kavana. You know what? I'm going to put them together. I'm going to give you the credit. Hashem is mitzaret a machshava tova lemaisa. He combines. He takes our good machshavas. He takes our, you know, if we have a, if we have a, a strong, deep yearning for Hashem. And we're not davening. He'll put that together with when we daven without kavana. And he'll have a perfect, a perfect action in machshava. That's the chesed that Kaddish Baruch Hu does. Amnam, on line 5. Gavru chaste Hashem aleinu. Shelefamim yachshov ish Yisrael machshava tova. Sometimes we'll have a good machshava. Ach lo yachol lahutziel lepeulos adam. But we won't be able to bring it to fruition. It'll be out of my control. Ulif amim lehefech. Osem maise tov ach bali kavana. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mezavig Zivugin. Ubetuvo HaGadol Yitzarev HaShem Yisbarach Machshava Tova Shalayom Lemaise Tov Sha'asa Bezman Acher. He'll take today's Machshava oh, four years ago. We uh, we did this and two years ago we did this. He combines it all. And that's Pechaz De HaShem because each one wouldn't make it. Averos? HaShem doesn't make any Shituchim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Machshava Tra'a and Maiserah, I'm not putting them together. I'm not making a perfect Avera. You know, that you gotta earn yourself, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Amnam ba'avera ukma kadosh baruch adina koshlo his achtuba haleve hayad lifoke echad loyachshav Hashem lo avon. And therefore, each one won't be a total sin, and memela they'll both be faulty. And this, and then we have to get back to the original questions. Line twenty-one. Now we understand the measures in Pasha's Balak. Lo hebit up and biyakov. Line twenty-two. Hashem doesn't look at the averos. Oh, he only looks at the mitzvos shebiyadam, but not at the averos shebiyadam in their hands. What does that mean? Ainak adeshparachu. Mistakel baver shebiyadam daika. What do you mean? It's not fair, we said. Favoritism? No. If it's Averis that's only in their hands, meaning it wasn't thought. And then Averis without full, full, uh, Kavana. Averis shenazu biyad lechud below lev. Ain't a kodesh baruchu mistakel bohem. Lokein b'mitzvahs. The mitzvah shebiyadam I'll take, even though they're only biyadam. I'll throw in a good mice, a machshava to it. That's the medrash in Balak. And that is the Gemara in Mesechus Kedushin. What does this all have to do with us? So we answered all the internal questions. What if I have to get back to Parshas Vayikra? Let's turn the page for a minute. One final point. Im kolzeh, ulam, sorry, ulam, kolzeh nomar b'stam b'neyadam. Everything that we have set up until now is by the average person. Aval hagedolim ukedoshim Ba'am, but the great ones in the nation, Sha'alehem Nomar, Visvivavnis Aramaod, the ones that Hashem holds to a very high standard, Mehem Yevukash, Shahayad Valeshnem Yukadosha Batakhlas Akdusha. From them, Hashem says, I want perfect mitzvahs. I don't want mitzvahs where I have to be mitzarif and, and make zivugin and shiduchim. No, I want mitzvahs that are perfect with thoughts and actions. And if there's something that's not perfect, there's a pagam chalila. Then he quotes, we're not going to do this, uh, um, <coughs> an application of this in, in Parshas Matos. But says, Rav Yosef Nechemia, now we can get back to the beginning, the introduction to a carbonola. What's a carbonola for a machaper on, as we said, and he repeats in the line 27, here hurei alev. Here, hurray alev, problematic thoughts. Lest once a Jew out there thinks, says of Yosef Nechemia, it's only a problematic thought. I know the Gemara, but it's Baruch Hu, not Messiah, Fit Don't worry about it. I don't need, I don't need Kapara for this. No, I'm Am Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu because of me, because of us. Look at the standard, look at the optimistic view that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has of Am Yisrael. That's the Divrei Kivushin. He's giving us Musa by saying, you guys are unbelievable. But, but with that, one has to hold themselves to an even higher standard and even have their thoughts in, uh, <coughs> fulfilled in an appropriate way. Just ending off. No, it's not a sin. That's why before carbon Ola, Siva Hashem lahodil Yisrael Godel Erkam Hashem tells them their amazing value and their 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 esteem that a Kaddish Baruch Hu holds them in. That's the Divrei Kivushin, and that's Rav Yosef Nechemia's Drasha. You have a Gemara in Kiddushin, you have a Medrash in Parshas Balak, and now we have an understanding of a Rashi at the beginning of our Parsha. Okay.
The first two thoughts here are the longest of the, uh, of the evening, and then we'll get to some other uh, shorter ideas. That's one drush. Now let's move over on the same page to Rapinkus. Again, an introductory thought to the entire Sefer. Famous Medrash at the beginning of the that relates to the beginning of the parsha. He quotes it. Amr Avasi, Mipnei Ma Maschilin Litinokos B'Toras Kohanim V'Ein Maschilin B'Breishis. There's an ancient custom. It's not so much followed by our schools yeshivas today. Most, maybe there is a few out there, but ancient custom. Medrash quotes that the first chumish that a Young child learns is Vayikra. Start with Vayikra. Not with Breshis, not with Lech Lecha. Start with Vayikra. Why? Ask the Medrash. Ela shahatinokos tahorin vahakarbanos tahorin yavo tahorin v'yisaskupit tahorin. Karbanos are extremely pure. The highest level of tahara is needed for karbanos. We have a lot of levels of tahara in halacha. We have chulin, we have meiser sheni, we have truma, we have kachim. Kachim is the highest level that we hold tahara. So the ultimate in purity, karbanos, and the ultimate in purity, young children, they're without without chait, yavo tahorim v'yisasku p'tahorim. That's the medrash. Answer pinkus. Why does that make sense? What kind of messages could a child get from the zrika of the blood of the carbonol? Unless you learn the lumdis of it and the and the lamala and lamata and what's the message? You know, I would have thought teach them what well, we what the abos the imahos. So I'm not saying we should change curriculum, but there's got to be we have to understand the message of what was done. What the what the Medrash is trying to tell us, If we ask somebody who is a logical person, somebody who has a doctorate in education, and we would say, where in the Bible should we start teaching our young children? So he would have said, Avram, Sarah. Look at somebody who cries like that. Why Karbanos? What's the message of Karbanos? Zos Kasher Gamarav in Yodesa Inyan Alburyo. Even the if somebody of our of our Malandim, we don't know the halachas of Karbanos. You know, it'd be a lot more preparation time for the Malandim to teach Zvachim and Menachas. But do a bemezorkim as a damalam is bayach. All the messages that we can learn out. So why is it? Why wouldn't we start with Gracious? Ella says her pinkest in the next paragraph. Let me give you a marshal. Kedarko bakodesh. Marshal amadav adomen. La adam shekane mechonit chadasha mavrika. A person buys a new car. A new car, shiny, new. He's so excited. Berov simcha who nichlas benosel hanaso. He goes in. He takes it for a test drive. I like it. I'll take it. And he drives home. Vehula feta hamachonit netzer. Then on the way, a few minutes later, the car dies. Car dies, stops working. He turns, he turns, nothing. He calls the guy back. He said, you sell the 11. He's like, what do you mean? It's not working. So he says, did you fill it up with gas? What's gas? What do you mean gas? You gave me the car. He says, no, you have to fill it up with gas. How do you think, what makes the car run? He says, what's gas? He says, it doesn't, it, don't worry. 
Just go to the corner over there. You see those machines? Pay him and he'll, he'll give you some gas. He's like, okay. So he goes. He goes there and he gets onto the gas station and it reeks. It stinks. It smells basically. Oh, what is this? He wants me to go. Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe I have the wrong address. You want me to come here to this place? He says, yes. You know, take one of the machines. And he's like, I'm going to put this smelly stuff into my car? This shiny, new, beautiful car? I'm going to fill it with the stuff that reeks, that, that you can't even breathe? Coughing? I'm not doing it. And says, line 20, what does he think to himself? The, the uninitiated person in the world of cars. Lo it doesn't work and he wants me to put in this disgusting liquid that's going to totally ruin it. No. Gotta find, give me a different option. No, this is, that, this is for sure not going to work. But what do we tell him? You didn't make the car. You have no idea how it works. You didn't create it. You didn't create the motor. You didn't create, you don't know what's bought, what makes this run. Listen to the expert. Listen to the car maker, car salesman. The car maker knows more about cars than the car buyer. And therefore, if you trust him, wonderful. If not, you know what, you might as well say goodbye to your car. Says your Pincus. Now let's get back to the Nimshal. Who makes the Nishamas in our children, in ourselves? We try to water the Nishamas. We try to give nutrients to the Nishamas. We try to be Mechanech the Nishamas. But ultimately, who made the Nishamas? HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the Nishamas. Ein Misha Maven is Omek Nishmas HaAdam. Who is the one that made the neshama? Who is the one that made Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Fill it up with vayikra. I'll take forty bl- liters, gallons, whichever country you live in, of vayikra. Vayikra? You're going to tell me to put this this limud? That olachatas asham limud? This reeks. Right? This stinks. What is this? Kodesh Baruch Hu knows. Kodesh Baruch Hu knows. Neshama shenasat tahorahi. Ata verasa, ata yatzar, ata nafach tabi. Man de nafach midi le nafach. He quotes that every neshama is a tzalam alokim. Shaneshama nivra milifnai v'lefim shal kedusha. This is the teva. The teva of a neshama is purity. Our neshama feels more comfortable in shamayim than it feels in our bodies. Kodesh Baruch Hu says... Through the Mesorah of Chazal, Yavou Tahorim, V'yisasku B'Tavus. Bila Dezel, Otatak HaNashem, Olam. We can't always go just by our own modern logic. If we learned and appreciated the intricacies of Tahara and of the Nishama, then we would also realize what is the messages of Ayikra. That's part one of Rav Pekas. <coughs> but then it continues... And keeps going with the Medrash, with the message, and with the Nimshal. He quotes the Rambam in Shmona Prakim, where the Rambam says, 
And he's going to, this is really an extended point. Part two. Shitzarach Lomod Refuas Hanefesh, Mashal, Mishel, Mashal Merefuas Haguf. Refuas Hanefesh, the Ramam writes, one of Prakim in his introduction to Pirkei Avos, we have to learn how to heal our souls by how we heal our bodies. For all the doctors out there. And for the patients. Vehinek. Adam Shiishlo Petsa in Muglabiyad. Let's say somebody has a, an arm wound. An arm wound. Holeka Rafa is getting infected. It's getting infected. He goes to the doctor, Mavakesh Mishchalim Rachala Petsa. Please, I need some cream. I need some, right, uh, something to put on my, on my, on my wound. The doctor says, the cream's not gonna help. You have an infection in your body. You need antibiotics. You need, you need to, you have something inside your body which is just coming to the surface in this wound. But the, the Chola says, no, no, only my arm has the sickness. It's only here. How is my swallowing this pill going to do anything for my arm? The doctor, and this is the Rambam, the doctor who understands the body, now the body works as the Rambam was. Masbir Lobatuftam. He can explain it. Habaya eno ba'or. That's just a symptom. Zeraksiman heker the ba'ya shorshit. Baruch Hashem. Hakadosh Baruch was giving us the symptoms, so we realize there's a disease underneath. Habaya he shevedam yeshno ra alochaydek hagorim lepricha. There's something inside the blood. There's something much more internal that needs to be corrected. If you fix just the skin, so it's going to pop up somewhere else. And we will not have healed the root cause. Says Rapinkus now, Vakachem Atarava Mitzvah. Again, summarizing the Rambam. Ha'adam Nivra, Ayur Pera, Vyoshva, Mbuducha, Zukal, Chachme Olam. Eich Mechanchem, Esadam, Midas Tovos. How do we instill in ourselves Midos, Avoda, Omrim, Chachme, Torah? What does the, what do our Chachamim say? Jump into Torah. Jump into Torah. How is a how is Sharsha Nogach as a para going to affect my religious personality? How is that going to make, make me a better person? Right? What does this have to do with this? What does A have to do with B? Ech Asipur shall bring my virus, or learning about my sebracious. How does that teach me not to steal, not to get angry? The Chulu. The answer is the same idea. It's like we're all patients that don't understand the body. We don't understand the neshama. How does it affect Akhar Sparachu says, the Osik Batora, Lishma, properly with the right Kavanis, even Bitok Shalolishma Balishma. But this itself is a Rafuas Hanefesh. This is the greatest trufa in the world to be Osik Batora. And then he quotes Yelen, Shayna Mashal, says, Yelen, Shayna Yachol Hashemis, Bamakam Echad Bim Nucha. You have a child, he can't sit. Can't sit. He's jumping from place to place. Yes, Great answer. The teacher that has a child that can't sit, tie him to the chair. Okay, this is not Lamaisa. Right? Elama. What? But he's going to jump with the chair now? Okay. Screw the chair into the floor. Tie the kid up to the chair. Beautiful. Obviously not. Barush is Elopitaron. Why? Because we understand that the jumping is just a symptom of a lot of energy and hyper tendencies inside, and we have to treat that, and then Mamela, the child, will be able to sit. 
You don't just treat, okay, we'll make him not jump. We'll tie him up. That doesn't work. Right? It's like the infection in the body trying to get out if we don't treat the infection. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, we have to go to the root. Or he gives another example. Yelen mischatif of a child who acts inappropriately to parents, to teachers. Sometimes the teacher will say, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. He does have to watch his mouth. But he's got to watch a lot more than that. The mouth, again, is a reflection of something deeper, of a lack of respect. If a child can say something to a person of authority, it's not the mouth that's the problem. The mouth is the final stage. We have to guard our mouth. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave, Shem gave us, you know, two extra shmiras, teeth, lips. He gave, because even if we have those tendencies, we have to control ourselves. But to really root it out, we have to go to the root. We have to try to inculcate within ourselves, within our children, the values that we want to instill in Mimela, everything will come out properly. Yavo tahorim v'yisasku b'taris. So, the car salesman and the doctor, it's all the same idea. Kodesh Baruch knows best. Osik Batora affects a person. <coughs> Moving right up. Okay, he gives another mashal in the continuation, but we'll continue now. Says the Pasik. We haven't moved past the first Pasik. Let's go to the third Pasik. We'll start with the second. Dabir al-Bene Yisrael, the Amartalahem. Tell B'nai Yisrael. Adam ki akriv mikem karban l'ashem. A person who brings a karban. Min ha-behema, min ha-bakar, u min ha-tzon, takribus karban chem. Can bring any animal, behema, you can bring bakar, cattle, sheep, takribus karban chem. Right, you can bring anything you want. And all that has to be a zachar, all the details. Min ha-behema, min ha-bakar, u So tonight we're going to have a couple of drushes. And we're going to have a couple of um, sharp thoughts soon, but we have the second drusha of the night here. Alderat Drush from the Venish Chai. A hundred, a little time before Abiyosif Nechemia. So in a, a different volume of Akrasal Shabbos Onek on this Pasik. The Venish Chai gave a, a story to help illustrate this, this Pasik of Minha Behema, Minha Bakar, Minatzon, from any of them Takrivas Karban Chem. As follows, line three. Be'irachas Chai Rav Gadol then there was a certain Rav, a Gadol Torah, in a certain city. Talmidim Rabim Hayu Mitztofafim Bebeis Medrashom Avakshim Torah Mipiv. Right? There was a very, very popular Rav. Farav Lomana Mehem Uba Meshach Shos Arukos Hirbetz Bem Torah Vadas. Right? He was a very popular Rav. People came from all over to hear him. Yom Echad Amar Rav Talmidav. One day the Rav says, We're taking it to you. Follow me. Okay? Bertanino Latiz Yachari Lantayo Bashuk. It's like, okay, Rebbe never asked this before, but we're going to go. Kasherigia Lashuk, Rose Savalim, Sagive Koach, Hanusim Masaos Kvedim, Bedarcham Lachanios Ashuk. They saw big schleppers, very strong muscle men, schlepping heavy loads. Ru'u Savalim Halalo Amarav. The Rebbe says, You see these schleppers? Musr Godo Yeshlomo Mehem. They could teach us a lot. Heim nosim masa kaved, ache komasam nechtefes mechamat machmato. Their load, it's so heavy, they become bent. 
It's such a heavy load. They're affected by it. It doesn't matter if it's hot, if it's cold. And they have a job. It's a difficult job. It's a heavy job. They're And they carry the all on their backs. So too we, says the Rav. It doesn't matter what the weather is outside. It doesn't matter if the air conditioning's not working, the heat's not working, whatever it is. We have a job to do. We have an old to carry on ourselves. The old of being an Eved Hashem. The old of being an Amel Batorah. That's the Sabal, that's the Shlepper. Let's keep going, boys. And the Rebbe keeps going in the Shuk. They come to a factory, or a uh, place where uh, maybe a bank. And the merchant was totally engrossed in his cheshbonos, in his calculations, in his math. Lunch was on the table next to him, but it wasn't touched. Wasn't touched. He had asked somebody. Somebody brought him lunch, but he's so involved, he, he didn't even eat. He didn't eat. He didn't drink. The father, I'm sorry, the son comes over to the father and says, Abba, you didn't eat anything. Eat lunch. Why don't you eat? Says the socher. I've been at this problem for three hours. I can't figure this out. There's two gold coins. I can't figure out where they go with the cheshbin. <coughs> it's a little bit off. I can't fi- I can't. Until I figure this out, I can't get it. I can't eat. There's some mistake in the numbers. There's some mistake. I'm missing two gold coins. Says the Rav to his Talmidim. You see this socher? You see how careful he is about every cent, about every cheshben. Socher zen nasa evel mamono. This socher is an evet to his mamon, who notes are below achilo, u below shesia, vu makofe vesrosha shaloshos. Kde limso tosh al shnezahuvim. This is his avoda. He's meshubid to his money. He's meshubid to the zahuvim. Av Anu says the Rav. Kasher Anu misyagim ba'vanes hasugya. When we are misyagim, when we tire trying to figure out a portion of Torah, aleinu lishkoa b'kach b'chol ma'udenu. Atzlo navchim b'chal b'ochlo mashke. We have to be so involved, so focused that sometimes, sometimes we forget to eat. Did it, did it ever happen that we forgot to eat? Sometimes we forget. Uh, I was supposed to go learn. I was supposed to go this. Did we ever forget to eat? No, we feel it. We feel like, oh, there's something missing. Oh, I didn't eat. We are supposed to condition ourselves so that we feel it. A day that we didn't learn, a day that we didn't daven properly, we're different, we feel it. I'm missing something. He felt he was missing. He couldn't do anything else. We have to be so mishub and so shakua, not to the zahuvim, obviously, but but to what we need to be <coughs> meshubit for and connected to. So that's the Baal Cheshba, the Socher. And he said, okay, boys, one more, one more stop. 
There's a group of children that was that were playing a game. Some of them jumped in a water in water. There was a, a puddle. Some of them rolled around in the dirt. And some were just running around inanely without any reason. Says the Rav, you see these children? They don't care what anybody else thinks. A certain naivete, a certain, right, uh, certain purity, as we were speaking about before, that the children had, what's the problem? I'm having fun, I'm doing this, it doesn't matter what other people are thinking. So what, I'm muddy and I'm dirty, but I'm enjoying myself, I'm doing what I like and I want to do. Says the Rav, when we're involved when we, in what we have to do, Avanu, when we're involved in Torah Mitzvahs Kechavseinu, Alanu lehispayesh b'pneam aligim aleinu. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? The first simon in Shulchan Aruch, first simon, the Torah writes, we have to do our mitzvahs, we have to be proud and not cringe and not hide anything that we might be involved in. Beautiful story, wonderful. Says the Ben Ishchai, back to our Pasek. Adam kiyakriv mikem carbon Hashem. If you want to be makriv a carbon, if you want to bring yourself closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, makriv carbon Hashem. You know what? Who do you have to learn from? Min habehema, min habakar, uminatzon. Remez. It's a remez to these groups of people, says the Ben Ishchai. Min habehema, those who go down like an animal and schlep the big loads like a behema. Min habakar, those who are mivaker and constantly checking and rechecking the cheshbonos. U min hatzon, and from the sheep, little children are called sheep. Yiladim tzirim, hosim asha belibam chafetz. From all of these, takrivo es karbanche. Your karban, your avoda. That's what, that's how what we have to learn from. Right? We have to learn, right? There are many stories told about Chavetz Chaim, they say. Or if it wasn't Chavetz Chaim, fill in the rabbi. The, uh, like Rabbi Wine says, whoever it was about, they don't t- tell these stories about me and you. It was about one of the one of the greats that one time he got up in the morning and he sees got up early and he sees that the shoemaker is ready has his light on. And he's like, I'm 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 busy with Chayolam here and he's busy with just shoes. If he's up at five o'clock in the morning, I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, even earlier. So he starts getting up earlier. The shoemaker the next day wakes up at a quarter to five and he sees that the rabbi's light is on already. He's up already, and he's not making any money. And I'm making money. I better get up even earlier. And it keeps going and going, because they're each inspired by the, by the other one. That's how we have to be inspired. We have to realize the deeper meaning, the additional level of interpretation of this Pasuk says, the Ben Ishchai. Okay. The following story, the following thought, which is a... a Suggestion of the Arsameach is written in a few places. I thought I mentioned it before, but if not, uh, I didn't see it in the notes, but if not, it's, uh, we have to mention it now, but it's even worth repeating if we mentioned it maybe in a different parsha. It comes from an Arsameach, Romer Simcha's commentary on the Rambam and Hilchas Maish Hashani, but here's the thought. Let's go to the problem first in the Pasik. We know towards the end of the parsha, we have the Karbanas Chatas, all the different types of Karban Chatas, that are offered. So we have the certain chatas, 
that is brought for most Averos, and that is Achatas Kavua, most Averos that, if I do Beshogeg, I'm Chayev Achatas, right, the 36 creases listed in the first Bishnah in Kreesus has almost all of them, 34 of them have Achatas related to it as well. But there's also a unique type of chatas called an ole viore. Ole viore. A chatas that depends on financial bracket. Somebody is rich enough for, you know, for their sin. So then they bring a sown, a sheep. And if they're not rich enough, then they bring birds. And if they're really not rich enough, they bring some flour. Because everybody has a little flour. So that's the carbon olivio rate for specific averus for <coughs> for uh, going into the base. I mean, when one is tamay, a couple, three averus, I think it is. But if you look closely at the psukin, there's something unusual. If somebody's in the highest financial bracket, they have to bring a tzon as a carbon, a female. Chatas are all female. A chatas, ashachatan, nekeva minatzon, kispa osiris, and a chatas, a sheep or a goat. And if they don't have enough money. They can't afford a sheep. So what do they bring? Bird. What would you have said? One bird. One animal. Translates into one bird. Translates into flower. And yet, what's the halacha? Two birds. You can't bring one animal. you got to bring two birds. Okay, two birds. Fine. Two chatos birds. No. What's the halacha? If you can't afford a sheep... Two. Two ravens or two doves. A carbon chatas and a carbon ola. And if you can't even afford that, so then one brings asiris ho'efa soles lachatas. Asks all the Farshim. Ask the Eben Ezra, the Rishonim. Why does it translate into, if you have chatas, why, if you can't afford the great chatas, which is a sin offering, why, if you can't afford that, you have to bring two carbonos, two bird carbonos, a chatas and an ola? What does the ola have to do with anything? So the Ebenezer asked the question. The Ebenezer gives two answers. One of them relates to something that we spoke about before. In source number nine, the Ebenezer is quoted. He quotes it verbatim. Says the Ebenezer in the name of Rav Yitzchak, line two, Lefi, the first answer is not for us now, but we're going to read both. This Ani realizes he's schlepping to the base of Megdash. And he sinned. And he sees his neighbor who also sinned, who has a nice sheep or a goat. And he starts thinking to himself, you know what? I really wish I could bring a sheep, but you know what? God had other plans for me. I can't believe he had other plans. Why do you have other plans for me? I'm just as good as he is. All of a sudden, says the Ebenezer, it could very well be that there will be machshavos zaros going up in our minds as we are in the process of getting our chatos bird ready. What did we say before? Is machaper and machshavos zaros? An ola. Right? That's why you have to bring an ola too. Ulai ola al-rucha machshava madua as Hashem kacha v'nei ha'asher achote kamosa mevi imo behema lachatas umeskaba v'kavid hakonim svechem lekraso The kodim are very happy to get the meat. Right, I'll, a sheep, a goat, right here, right here, I'll take it. Right, but a bird, oh, thanks very much. You know, like, um, the, the condom would rather have a snake than to have some, sh- to have some, uh, some oaf. He comes with the oaf. So Torah says, he's probably having that kavana, so bring an ola too. Okay, that's one answer. But then there is another answer. 
The Ebenezer himself, after quoting this, he has another answer. Says the Ebenezer, what's the, what happens by a chatas ha'of? We know, just parents say this every year, but to mention it again, you know, many times there are those that give Sefer Vayikra, the beginning of Vayikra, a bad rap. Oh, animal sacrifices, you know, and Jews are into killing animals. Chas v'shalom. Every animal except for one, every carbon except for one, all the meat is eaten. So unless somebody, there's a, a, a religion that be, believes in vegetarianism, otherwise everybody eats animals. That's why animals are here in the world, to be eaten. So Judaism sanctifies the eating. That's the only difference. Only one animal is totally burned in the Mizbeth. The carbonola, that's an extreme type of carbon. But every other animal is eaten by somebody, either the Kohanim or the Israelim or the Kohanim. You work it out. What's the halacha by achatas ha'of, says the Eben Ezra? Nothing is burned on the Mizbeach. Nothing. You sprinkle some of the blood and the entire carbon goes to the Kohanim. An Ola's Ola is totally burnt. Usually a carbon chatos, the fats that nobody eats anyway, that usually go in the garbage, that's what's burned. That's what's always burned in the Mizbeach from a carbon. Parts that are usually thrown in the garbage. So instead we sanctify, we burn them on the Mizbeach. So by an animal chatos, says the Eben Ezra, you have the fats burned on the Mizbeach, and you have the Kohanim that eat the meat. Comes a chatas ha'of, says the Eben Ezra, and you don't have anything going on the Mizbeach. The Mishnah says, Ein l'mizbeach el adama. And, says the Eben Ezra, this chatas bird, though, is a substitute for the chatas behemoth, the sheep, and the Mizbeach not getting anything. That's why you have to bring an olas ha'of bird with it. Because an olas ha'of takes the place of the fats that are not being burned on the Mizbeach. That's why you have... What does an Ola have to do with anything? You have to bring an Ola because a Chata's bird, everything goes to the Kohanim. That's why you have to bring an Ola bird. So this might not sound so exciting, but once we hear the following, this is something very memorable. So this is the Eben Ezra. The story is told, and again, it's quoted in a number of, of Svarim, that one time... A certain Rav, it's quoted, Rav Nachem Ginsburg, walked in on Rav Meir Simcha, walked in on the Meshachachma. And he saw the Meshachachma was ecstatic. He was so happy. He was, he was dancing. He says, Rebbe, what's, what's, what's going on here? What's going on here? He says, I thought of a Chiddush. I thought of a Chiddush. And, and then I fell asleep. You know, the, the, the Rav Meir Simcha didn't sleep so much. There was a story once that he was, he went up at night, he was, they were locking up in shul after Meirv, and he told the Gabbai, you know, can I just stay here a little bit? I just wanted to look up, uh, look up something up in a sefer. And he goes up, they have one of those ladders like they have in the libraries, he goes up on a ladder to look in a sefer, and he's up on the ladder, and the Gabbai says, you're gonna lock the door? Just lock the door before you leave. He's like, it's fine, it's fine, I'll lock the door. The Gabbai comes back the next morning, and he's still up on the ladder looking in the sefer. This is the Meshachachma. This is the Rameir Simcha. So Rameir Simcha, says to this person who walked in on him, you know why I'm so happy? I was just, I thought of a Chiddush. And I fell asleep a little bit on my Gemara. And in my sleep, I saw the heavenly base Medrash. And there was saying in the heavenly base Medrash, there's nobody, that's a Machadish, there's nobody, there's no true Machadish, Bizman There's nobody there. There's nobody who says, Amita Shal Torah. I'm sorry, that's the Lashon, line 15. There's nobody that's getting to the truth. And all of a sudden, the Rashba, the Mayor Simcha says, I see the Rashba. I don't know, did he have a, play, did he have a, 
uh, a ticket on his shirt, a lapel. Well, he figured out it was the Rashba. The Rashba stands up and says, no, no, no. There's one person who's machavi to Amita Shal Torah. He's in Dvinsk, Rameer Simcha. And then I woke up. What exactly was, what's going on here? What was the Chiddush? Says Rameer Simcha as follows. There's a Gemara in Chulin. We know all avodos of karbanos have to be done during the day. There's a Pasuk. It says, Biyom Savoso. All avodos of karbanos have to be done during the day. Says the Gemara, in the context of learning that bird avodos have to be done during the day, the Gemara asks, why is it? You have a Pasuk that teaches me all the avodos during the day. The Gemara says, maybe that only applies for chatas ha'of avodos and not olas ha'of avodos. Only a chatas bird has to be done during the day, not an ola bird. Who says an ola bird has to be done during the day? So the Gemara has to come up with another source. The Rashma says, this habamin in this Gemara makes no sense. Why should there be any difference between a chatas bird and an ola bird? They're both birds, they're both karbanos. All avoda has to be done during the day. So you have to, the girs is wrong, it's, something's wrong here, says the Rashba, and I'm not sure exactly how to understand the Gemara. That's the Rashba. Says Rav Meir Simcha, wait a minute. With our Eben Ezra, the Gemara makes beautiful sense. Because there's one avoda that's done during the night. The leftover fats of the carbon can be burned overnight. Shechita has to be done during the day. Zrika, the sprinkler, has to be, everything has to be done during the day. The only thing that can be done at night is the burning of the fats. Says the Ramesh Chachma. What the Eben Ezra say? Why is there an Olas Ha'of brought by this guy who doesn't have enough money? See, he can't bring a sheep. He has to bring a bird. But not just a Chathos bird, an Ola bird. Why an Ola bird? Because the Ola bird is taking the place of the fats of the Chathos Behema. Now we understand the Havamina. The Gemara says, well, achatas behema, I'm sorry, uh, the fat, that fats of any other animal can be done at night. So maybe I would have thought the whole avoda of this olas ha'of can be done at night because it's taking the place, it serves the function of the fats of the chatas. Kamash, no, no, you don't go that far. But that's the havamina. The Rashba says, there's somebody that's machavi to Amita Shel Torah. Now he explained the girsa. I wrote in my sefer, Says the Rashba, that, I don't understand the Girsa, but Baruch Hashem, the Meshachachma saves the day. And now we understand. It's just a great story. It's how about we should all have dreams like that. Even if they're not talking about us, we should just dream about the Besden, the Besden, uh, at the base manager's upstairs. Maybe if we uh, come up with Chidusha, like the Meshachachma, we'll, uh, we'll be Zoha. Bez Hashem. Okay. So we have some Jerusha and we have some hardcore Lundus. Beautiful. Now we continue. Two more thoughts for the evening. One, again, a couple of stories tonight. One would think Vayikra doesn't have too many stories. We're trying to be injected with a machshava theme as well. So two more thoughts. One is really a story, not really connected to the parasha, but it's in Rav Zilberstein, Alinol Shabbat here, and there's a modern day version of this story. So I thought I would bring it here. Viminov. So there's a story, talking about birds. So, Rabbi Kiva Eggers. Let's say the, oh, the story that happened 200 years ago, and then we'll see the modern, modern day version. Rabbi Kiva Eger always used to go be Bavakar Chola. All the Cholim all the in Posen. Misaprim, 
It was told that one time he went through a bikur to a chole who is, had a very rare illness. Shalom ha'ilo trufa. There was no, there was no, there was no uh, cure. Ubidiyuk. And at that moment, the avar b'makom rof oshalamelech, the doctor of the king, happened to be going through the town at that moment. And Rabbi Akiva Eger heard about it. See, he runs and he says, "Doctor, doctor, please, you got to help me. You got to help me. This, this, this friend of mine has has this." Rare illness. You have any idea? You have any idea what to do? Well, the doctor says that's interesting. You ask because a number of years ago the king had the same exact illness, and I told him it's basically hopeless. And he says to me, "What do you mean basically hopeless? You didn't say hopeless. What do you mean basically hopeless?" He said, "Well, there's a type of bird that lives out in the jungle that's like almost impossible to catch. It's so rare, and if you get this bird and eat this bird, then you'll be you'll be healed, Mr. King, Your Highness." But, you know, otherwise, you know, there's nothing to, nothing to talk about. So the king's like, but I'm the king. So the king sends his men and sends all the soldiers. And for a few months, they're trying. Finally, they catch the bird. They eat. The king cooks the bird. He eats it. He gets better. So, you know, great rabbi. Um, I'm sorry, but, you know, this is what happened with the king. The king has all of the resources to, to get the bird. But I'm sorry, your friend, I, I, I highly doubt, you know, he's going to be able. But, you know, wish him well. He leaves. Rabbi Kivager says he goes back to the room with the with the chola, and he davens. Bottom of the page. Ata Hashem Elokei Yisrael. Harayin Chamelach Malachi Amlachim. Uvenei Yisrael Hein Banecha. You are the King of Kings, and we are your children. If we are Bnei Malachim, if the King was able to get the bird, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, won't you give us the bird? We are Bnei Malachim. And what happened right then? Knocking on the window, he sees a bird. And the bird comes in, and this is what happened. He keeps the wings to be able to show the doctor uh, that was passing through the next time he came through. And he says, the doctor couldn't believe it. And Rebbe Kivager was you know, raised in stature based on the story. The imina of karbano. Sometimes Hakadosh Baruch Hu fulfills the rutzon of those who are our great Torah leaders. The modern version of the story, some of you might be familiar with. I mentioned it in the daf a number of times. It's uh, true. You can look. It's uh, you can Google it. The videos on YouTube. There's a we know the um, the expert sefer. And Yana Dioma. And Yana Dioma. We know there there is an infestation of of arba coming up from the from the south. And the there's some, there are some kosher grasshoppers and some not kosher grasshoppers. Rav Chaim Kanievsky wrote a sefer on the halachas of grasshoppers because nobody else wrote the sefer. He has svarim on all the areas of halacha where no one else. He has svarim on everything too, but he has a sefer on Eglarufa and sefer on grasshoppers, currently Chagavim. So the story is told, and on this video, they asked him, is it true? And they, he said, yeah, okay, he said, I met. The story is told that there was a certain type of grasshopper that he couldn't figure out. He couldn't figure out what it looked like, the wings and the legs, and he couldn't figure it out. And all of a sudden, out from the wall of his apartment jumped a grasshopper onto his Gemara. And stayed there. He could examine it, this and that. And he says, okay, thanks. Whatever he said. And then the grasshopper went back into the wall. And then, is that it's exactly the same story? Kachava. <coughs> and just a postscript, the PS of the story, last year, this was printed in the newspapers also, after his wife was Niftera, so they wanted to expand his apartment. They, they protected his apartment to his children's apartment. They broke a couple of the walls. The wall that the grasshopper jumped out of, he didn't let them knock down. He said, the nays happened from this wall to me. You're not, not, you're not knocking down this wall. So, Bimin Ov Karbano, 
to the great leaders of our generation and of any generation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. Okay, one final thought for the evening is at the end of the Parsha. Right, we mentioned this once before, a number of years ago, but we'll mention it again. The last Pasuk in the Parsha, talking about carbon Hashem. The Chipra Allah HaKohen L'Fnei Hashem and Nislach Lo, the Kapara, the Kohen achieves a Kapara and this forgiveness, on any one of these that is done that somebody is guilty for. That's the Pasuk. There is an ancient custom in some circles that after Parsha's Vayikra, they start singing, they start dancing. The Shem quotes it from Apter Chasidim. I've heard it in the name of others. I've never seen it. But they quote it in some circles that after Parsha's Vayikra, everybody gets up and says, they start saying the tefillah that we see every Shabbos morning. What are they? Vayikra? What's so special about Vayikra? So the explanation given is that that's the Rashi Tevis of the last two words of the Pasuk. That's the Rashi Tevis. Praise to Hashem who rested on the seventh day. And we don't want to end with something negative. We never want to end a parsha with something negative. So that's why, well, we're guilty. So we throw in this nice song. So we don't end on a, on a downer. We don't want to end on a downer. Wonderful. The Shaila is, though, is there any connection between, what? It just works out that this is the Rashi Tevis? Is there any connection between Shabbos and La'ashmava? Says, now the Shemana Tov steps in. What's the connection? And he quotes, then what's the Pasuk talking about? He says, You know what? We'll ask it as a question. Famous question. Why do we say Slach Lona right after Yom Kippur? Well, we have to say, okay, so the big joke is, oh, maybe not a joke. We have to say it for the Meyer that we just rushed through. So we have to say Slach Lanu. You know, okay. But is there another, let's say, you know, the greatest God of all doors is Avani Meyer. We had a very slow Meyer. Why do we say Slach Lanu there? Says the Shem many times, we don't realize the seriousness and the effects of our sins until we do tshuva for them. And even after we get kapara for them. And then we experience the closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu again. Then we realize, wow, look what I did before. Only once the kapara comes and we start thinking, which we never think. Once we start thinking, so then we realize, wow, I can't believe what I did. I'm so happy where I am. Only after the kapara of Yom Kippur and we are atoned and cleansed, and we feel so close to Hashem, do we then say, Now I realize all the effects of my actions. And in the Pasuk, After I get forgiveness, then I really feel my guilt. What does Shabbos have to do with it? Shabbos is a day for reflection. Shabbos is a day to think. Shabbos is a day that Hashem gives us as a matana. Yislach Moshe b'matana We can't even imagine a life without Shabbos. It's unfathomable. It's unthinkable. Right? The world just wouldn't, wouldn't have a purpose. Shabbos is a day that we could think about our past week. Think about what we want to do. Think about, just think. The Mesul Sharm writes, I gave it to you in Parak Bays. The first Zmida the Mesul Sharm talk about is Zahirus. The Yetzirah doesn't want us to think. That's it. 
That's his best strategy. Don't think. Just do. Just go. He hates Shabbos. He hates Shabbos. It's a day to think. It's a day to stop and reflect. That is why. Vayikra, the message of this last Pasuk is, after Benislach Ashwa, then we feel guilty. That's what Shabbos is for. We should all be zochet too. Have proper perspective, proper thoughts. That's Hashem in our in our lives. Okay, just again, schedule. You know, next Tuesday night will be the Haggadah year, but Hashem, it'll be in the shul. It'll be in the shul by Hashem again. Related to the shul, thank you all of those who have uh, helped contribute to our uh, to our building. Anybody wants to be, be mezake us, and we can be mezake you in the mitzvah of building a shul in Eretz Yisrael. Helping build the shul, please visit nofiyashemesh.com or .org uh, as the uh, the building continues. Baruch Hashem, many have uh, already contributed, but feel free, those who have not, to participate in this great mitzvah. Okay, Bezrim, next Tuesday night, um, I got this year.